Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Um, Obviously, this episode was a little bit delayed today because my black ass decided to not work on Juneteenth, okay? Obviously, for these Monday episodes, I have to record on the weekends, but as Juneteenth was Sunday, I decided to, you know, honor the holiday, honor my ancestors who worked so hard to build this country and not do shit, okay? I, I wasn't doing shit. All right. That's, that's my, that's how I do it. So, um, yeah, now we're back. Welcome you. Welcome me. I'm a little bit activated and I'm, um, uh, interested in seeing where this might go. Uh, but more on that in a second. Um, before we get into the episode, a couple of quick notes for you. Uh, last week, I was on Princess's podcast by Pumpkin. She is now recapping season two of Vanderpump Rules. I am so thrilled. And yeah, I was on to talk about episodes three and four. It was such a fun conversation. It is so fun to look back at Vanderpump. Um, it was a lot of fun. So check out by Pumpkin. And also, um, the other day, not too long ago, I was reached out to by a listener named Sasha, who had heard about how I had uh, had my first tarot card reading and uh, informed me that she kind of works in the astrology realm and sent me these really awesome cards that teach you all about astrology and what the signs mean and what the houses mean and also a notebook that um I can write things down this is like it really could not have come at a more perfect moment because this is like exactly as a little baby woo woo girl exactly kind of the information that I want I'm 
you know, constantly nosy. I need to know everything. So yeah, I'm like really excited to dive into that. So if you guys want to check it out, the cards are super nice. Sasha, let me know like what's on the edge of these cards. It's very chic and classy, like very nice attention to detail here. So um, yeah, if you guys are interested in that, I will put the link to her social in the episode description for this episode. And you can reach out to her about how to um, cop this stuff because it's actually like super nice. I, you know, I, I don't often, well, I don't really often endorse anything. So <laughs> here you go. You know, it's good. So uh, with that, let's talk about what's going on this week. Uh, guys, I'm like so bummed that I don't have real world homecoming New Orleans to talk about. I'm like, can we do a season two? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will be talking about Kardashians at the end of the episode. Uh, so this week is going to be kind of light. I think instead of, oh, because now Kardashians is over as well. Um, I think in terms of recaps for Monday's episode, I think I'm going to be doing Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Are we in for that? I hope you guys are because I'm thinking that's going to be the best fit for um, our Monday episodes. But let's talk about what's been going on in the world of pop culture, what the girlies have been up to this week. My Can I Get a Hell Yeah is um, extremely violent and uh, rageful and murderous. So <laughs> some of you guys might not be feeling me on this one, but this was a story that has not escaped my mind for the past week. Okay. I'm sure all of you guys have heard about this elephant in India that went on a murderous rampage, not once, but twice all in the name of revenge. Okay. So if you have not heard this story, it is wild. So on June 10th, there was a woman, um, in India, her name is Maya Murmu. She is from the Raipal village in India. She was attacked and trampled by an elephant in her village. So according to reports, um, this village has a, like a wildlife sanctuary quite close to it. Um, quite close quarters to, uh, you know, where the humans are living. And apparently this one elephant escaped and was like, Hey bitch, um, I've got an issue. And the issue was that you're alive. <laughs> so, um, apparently the, uh, elephant went ham okay on this lady and she did not die immediately she was sent to the hospital um in critical condition but she was later declared dead so obviously they have to go through the medical formalities and do all that before they're able to get the body back and once they were able to do that they brought the maya's body back to the village for a funeral Okay. So as they were preparing for the, the funeral, the elephant decided I'm not done. And you know what? I'm bringing my friends too. So they brought the whole crew and was like, fuck her. Fuck you, Maya. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck your village. Fuck your house. Fuck your parents. Fuck your family. We're out here. Okay. They took over this village and went ham. I, you guys, I'm going to give a trigger warning. It gets uh, pretty graphic, pretty graphic and violent from here. Um, so apparently, oh my God. So the elephant came back even more pissed than before. The villagers are running. They're trying to save their lives. One lady's running up into a tree trying to save herself. And she, uh, this elephant goes right for Maya's corpse. 
trampling the body. Um, there were um, gorings happening. I think the tusk went through her body at one point. There were some um, organs that were um, um, went from the inside out. Okay. And uh, it wasn't good. It was not good for Miss Maya. Um, then they decided I'm, I'm not done. Okay. They went to Maya's house. <laughs> she lived in a mud hut trampled the house trampled the goats in the house went out ate some food <laughs> went to other houses and were like fuck you guys too i know what crew you run with and i'm fucking up all your shit okay so um you know there were rumors that uh came that possibly maya was involved in poaching um and listen the phrase an elephant never forgets is uh said for a reason okay they are highly intelligent animals they're also pretty uh empathetic animals so if they have a beef with you much like me you know you fucked up okay something really really fucked up happened so i have not gotten official confirmation as to whether or not Maya was an actual poacher but what does seem to happen is that elephants will pick up on scents they will uh pick up on vibes <laughs> and something happened okay um they can see and they did okay and so <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean to laugh but like and I feel like oftentimes when it comes to animal versus human um, murder, that I nine times out of 10 will side on the animal side because some, what'd you do? What did you do? Okay. What does seem to be apparent is that there have in this uh, village or in this region, um, there have been a lot of animal attacks on humans, um, animals attacking humans. And I mean, it's just a, a testament to, uh, keeping our space, you know, and respecting, um, what they've got going on. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Sorry to you. Sorry to that woman. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm on the elephant side on this one. Sorry. Now my next subject is not going to be fun for me to talk about. Okay. But I felt even though I had spoken about this on social media, I thought I was just going to keep it pushing and move on. But I've seen a lot of disturbing um, reactions and um, rhetoric surrounding these issues. And so I feel, even though I don't want to, that I have to say something, okay? Um, as a Black woman living in America, um, living and seeing what happened in 2020 and also just like the rest of my life and, and being a witness and a victim to racism, microaggressions, um, what have you, I made a decision a couple of years ago that like, I want to protect my peace. Okay. And I will advocate for things and speak out when I feel the need to. But I also know that there are times where I just cannot for my own mental health. And I just need to like reflect on my own and do advocacy work in a way that works for me. Um, I also <laughs> know that there are probably a lot of you guys who, um, are now listening to me because of what I spoke out about. And I appreciate the audience. However, there's also that other side of me who wants to be known for being Kara, the podcaster who's funny. And you like me because I have like 
it may be insightful thoughts or maybe I make you laugh or whatever. Maybe uh, it's just something to do when you're cooking or taking a walk. Okay. I'll take it any way I can. I, you know, I love attention. Um, I don't want to be the woman who's ranting and raving all the time. Okay. I just don't want to <laughs> because it's not fun for me. However, um, there have been a couple people in the Bravo sphere who have really done things that have rubbed me the wrong way recently. And also the response to me speaking out about these incidents um, have been really disturbing, frankly. Um, so we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Um, so first things first, uh, we'll talk about Sergio Corallo. Okay. He is the uh, husband to Caroline Stanberry, former lady of London, current real housewife of Dubai, right? Um, people went through his tweets and found him, um, his support of Trump in 2016. We're going to put a pin in that. Um, and also a Instagram post that was like, you know, you cross posts on different platforms. So it was initially an Instagram post, but it was posted on Twitter with a caption like, all my nigga, he used the N word. Okay. That's, that's the point. He is not black. He's certainly not African-American. Um, and so I, uh, didn't like that. Okay. He, people found it. He very quickly deleted the tweet, which leads me to believe that he knows that this is wrong. Okay. That's point one. And uh, he has not said anything about it since, as far as I know. Um, I posted this on my Instagram. I tagged him. No response. I don't think I'm blocked, uh, but whatever. Uh, the point is, this is not okay, right? Cause he's not black. Now I saw a lot of people saying, Oh, he just meant, cause it was like a picture of him and his boys, I guess. Oh, he was just doing that because like out of whatever. And he didn't mean to be racist. And you know, a lot of people say the N word. And if we, uh, if nobody's allowed to say it, then like, gosh, what about the music? And you know, what about these black people? They shouldn't be able to say it in rap songs so he can say it. Right. Like, cause he heard it in like what, like a little Wayne lyric or something thing. Um, bullshit. Okay. I, I cannot believe that in 2022 and I believe a lot about racism, but it is so wild to me to see people my age or younger who will still push this rhetoric of like, Oh, he didn't mean any harm by that. He'll probably say it again. Um, why are we wasting our time on this? Blah, 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 blah. Fuck that. Okay. Fuck that. Secondly, because I think in many ways, these stories go kind of hand in hand. Um, Diane, uh, Diana Jenkins, Diane, Diana Jenkins, <laughs> first season, current real housewives of Beverly Hills, um, did a very interesting thing on Instagram. So let's talk about that. So, <clears throat> um, Shout out to Philly Diva. You can find her on Instagram. She simply reposted a uh, tweet from a white man who posted a side-by-side -side picture of Diana from a few years ago and a confessional look of her now. The caption that he posted is, my mind can't comprehend that these are the same two people, right? Um, a lot of Bravo accounts pick this up. Uh, certainly ones that were uh, much larger and had much larger reach than um, Philly Diva did at the time. Um, and it's also worth putting into context that uh, 
at the at the time of her reposting this tweet, Philly Diva had a handful of posts, most of which were pictures of her um, very clearly as a black woman. Okay. Um, and that's something that we need to think about later. Okay. So her caption in this repost was, um, quite funny. I thought, I guess the first is that Diana was the one, the first picture is a Diana that shopped in stores. And the second one, her confessional picture, um, is allergic to dust and doesn't know what an outlet store is. So, (laughs) um, I think, you know, fair game, baby, if you're a real housewife, or any reality star who's very clearly had a significant amount of work done and you don't want people doing a side by side, I would suggest not be not being on uh, a reality TV show. Certainly not the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because they're going to make a comparison. Now, who cares? Who cares? Honestly, like, what is the big deal? But Diana decided to slither her way onto this, um, at the time, quite small account and go back and forth with, uh, Philly Diva. Sorry. Her name, her actual name is Kristen. So, um, here's what happened with the exchange. So Diana writes, decides to go on this account and says the picture, the first picture was actually taken at UCLA law school, talking about war crimes in my country and setting up human, a human rights clinic that I financed before war criminals were brought to justice. I was probably 20 or 30 pounds skinnier and having glam was the last thing on my line at last thing on my mind. Also this picture. It's also, it looks like this picture is manipulated, but shame on you exclamation point you and your bullshit shopping. So now she's alleging that, um, which picture was photoshopped? I'm not sure, girl. But the one was clearly a uh, screenshot of you on television. And the other picture, the first picture from you at this uh, war crimes uh, panel, I had seen even before she was on the show. So I know that those neither could be, neither of those could be photoshopped. We all saw the picture. of We all saw her on screen looking exactly like that. Um, and I know that I'd seen that picture years before in my in my research of diana jenkins so i don't even know what she's alleging at this point well i do know what she's alleging and it's bullshit okay um so kristen then responds holy shit you had time today but the fact is both pictures are you however neither of them look alike welcome to the bravo spear (laughs) frankly yes um so then um, Kristen is like, you know, why don't you keep that same energy with the rest of Instagram that also reposted this tweet? Um, and the ones who also uh, think that you have no storyline and should be fired, but shout out to my brand new page. And then Diana decided to respond. It can't feel good being a black capital B content creator. <sighs> I would also like to, um, let the record reflect that not in, um, on this Instagram page, did Kristen refer to herself as a black content creator? So why would you feel the need to say that as a black content creator myself? I have a lot of question marks about that. So then Diana goes on to say, um, at Crystal Kung Minkoff woke me up screaming at me, demanding that I know what, demanding to know what I meant by this content comment. I'm going to start over. (laughs) So, uh, at crystal woke me up screaming at me, demanding to know what I meant by this comment. I assumed 
black content creator was a title referring to a page that would be focused on snarky content. I copied the term because I thought that's what it meant. I didn't realize it was referencing you as a black woman and a content creator. Please understand that I'm not from this country. So deeply sorry. I'm devastated that this was taken to mean something racially insensitive. I now understand why it was taken that way and it was never my intention. I am truly sorry. Um, the first problem being is that Diana had already blocked uh, Kristen at this point. So she wasn't going to see it anyway. Okay. Um, so there were a lot of things wrong with this. Okay. And I'm going to tie it back to Sergio in a second. The first thing that I find wrong is obviously that she felt the need to like bring up black content. Okay. So many people said, you know, maybe in her language that like, or maybe in Europe, like black content means like dark humor or whatever. And it, something could have been lost in translation there. But however, you're a woman who has been on this platform that you chose to get on of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to talk about how other housewives are very clunky with their words and how they don't say things correctly and blah, blah, blah. You've been extremely critical of other people. Now, I don't even need to get into who the other person is because, um, it, it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with the situation. Like, do they have their own problematic behavior? Absolutely. You do Sutton. Okay. But with that being said, like if you're going to call people out for not saying things correctly or blah, 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 you can't say as a woman who, um, has lived in this country for over a decade, has lived in English speaking countries for several decades at this point that you, something got lost in translation. Okay. I know that those things do, but in this case, I do not think that that is the case. Also, like I said, there were just a handful of posts on this account. Um, most of which were very clearly displaying that Kristen is a black woman. I do not like that Dan Diane uh, meant uh, felt the need to explain that Crystal was like angry at screaming at her, and that like she was just a victim to Crystal's aggression and questioning. And oh my God, I can't believe I'm so sorry that you took. You know, we all know that like I'm sorry you took it that way is not an apology, okay? And I'm sorry that you interpreted it that way is not a real apology. It's not taking responsibility. Now she does say, you know, I can understand why you took it that way and I'm sorry. Okay, fine. My other issue is with other uh, people defending her or taking up defense. I saw a lot of people say, well, maybe she, this is what she meant and blah, blah, blah. But I also, I don't know anything about this content creator and I don't really know the full story and I don't really believe her, but maybe this is possibly what she meant. And the confusion when I ask them, why do you feel the need to play devil's advocate when you admit to not knowing the whole story and you admit that you do not think that she's telling the truth about not knowing what she said? Why then would you do all this effort to make up a false scenario or a what if or a hypothetical situation to possibly explain her behavior when you also say, I don't know the whole story. I don't know anything about this content creator. And I also don't believe Diana. These things are exactly what continues the cycle of racism, 
problematic behavior. It excuses this behavior and I don't like it. I think it is incredibly sinister. I think it is incredibly sinister to go back to Sergio. Why the fuck do you need to be a Trump supporter? You're not even American. You cannot vote. I think it is so dark for not black. I think it is incredibly dark and sinister to see behavior like that and want to support somebody like am I out here looking at um Boris Johnson and whatever the fuck is going on with his hair and saying oh yeah like that's worth supporting I think that's actually really weird I think that's really weird um am I like looking at Bolsonaro and being like hey he seems like a cool guy absolutely not that is weird and so to act like these people because they are not American and they don't understand the American experience. It's possible that they don't get it. These grown ass people who have lived in America. And also Sergio was a uh, football player for Real Madrid. You're telling me, I know very little about the European football system, but what I do here season after season is about how racist their fans are and how they'll um, throw bananas on the field at, towards a black player. They'll monkey this, monkey that, right? And you're telling me that you don't understand the impacts of the N-word. And you're telling me that you don't, un- like, miss me with that, truly. Okay, is that all I want to say? I think it is. I really could go on for another 10 minutes, but like, I think you guys get the point. And again, I'm in a world of protecting my peace and, and that's it. Okay. Um, with that being said, <laughs> do I have anything else that I want to talk about? Tristan continues to be an ancient daddy. He apparently, he, um, has no contact with his new child, is not pay- paying child support, has no interest in this child. P- pooey, fooey, gross, gross. Um, I think that's like, honestly, the perfect lead into the Kardashians <laughs> finale recap. So I'm going to do that. And you know what? I'm going to mind my black ass business for the rest of the day and uh, make some lettuce wraps or something for lunch. Okay. Um, if you guys want to give me a five star review, <laughs> feel free. Uh, and I am going to, what, for the rest of the week, we're talking about Seeking Sister Wife and welcome to Plathville. So yeah, if you're just now listening to me, if this is your first time, um, it's not really that heavy, this heavy all the time. Okay. Um, we have a lot of fun here. Okay. A lot more laughter than this, but you know what? Y'all are going to get these comments. Okay. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys have a great day. Happy Juneteenth to all of my African-Americans who have the day off. And if you're not African-American and you don't know why you have the day off, I would um, encourage you to educate yourself. And in fact, I am going to put a link to a very informative Twitter thread all about Juneteenth and why it deserves to be celebrated. So yeah, with that, here's a Kardashians finale recap, y'all. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. The entire thing is despicable. I don't think he thinks that any of these declarations are going to be public because they were supposed to be court-sealed. He's been dealing with this very stressful situation and lying and not telling anyone. That's even more insane to me. Like, you didn't even tell your friends. You didn't tell anyone. Like That's what I keep telling Uncle. If you cheated and, like, admitted that, I would respect you a little more. You cheated, lied, and were hiding it for months thinking I would never know. Yeah. So you know what that tells me? There's a dozen other yeah right that just haven't outed him yeah obviously no one's judging you or anything no, I just... everyone's judging me but the ones that I care about aren't judging me of course not the trolls are just mean and they have no hello idea. hello let's talk about the season finale of the Kardashians on Hulu I was a little bit confused because they made it very clear in the beginning that there's were signed on for two seasons and they were going to be 20 episodes each so I'm guessing this is like a mid-season situation I don't know it doesn't matter let's talk about Tristan cheating on Chloe again okay so I just want to say off rip that I think the opening scene which is a carryover from last week where Kim gets his phone call from Chloe early in the morning she has no idea that Tristan has left the chopper spray on some other bad bitch yet again I don't believe this is a real scene. I don't know why I'm so like scared to say that. Most of the things that Kardashians and really all of reality TV do are fake. So I'm feeling empowered. Okay. Um, so it's entirely possible that Chloe, yeah, like just woke up and what we're hearing is just like her being groggy and maybe her reactions are a little bit muted, but she's basically like, what? Oh my God, I can't believe this is real. What's happening? <laughs> so Kim reads to Chloe the part of the declaration and also tells her that she texted Tristan herself to ask him if it was true. And Chloe's like, oh, well, send me the screenshot. Kim then says, if this is true, well, because it's true, this is a sign for you, Chloe, to know that you should not have another child with this man. And Chloe's response is, well, I just need to know. 
So then she decides to call Tristan herself. Then we hear, we see Chloe, or sorry, we see Kim walking around the gym and all we hear on the other end of the phone is just like sniffling, which again sounded very fake to me. It didn't sound like we're hearing it through the phone. It sounded like added in post um, noises. And you can kind of tell that like, Kim is listening so intently that it can't be her just listening to her sister cry. It sounds like she's listening to her say something, like, go off. And then we see Kim, like, wave the cameras down as in, like, we don't want to be filming this right now. And then at some point she says, I think we need to have a family meeting. And then also at some point during that conversation or during the sniffling part, Kim's like, what? So I think that Chloe said stuff and they were just like decided to uh, make it about her crying and not just like her snapping. Right. Um, then we see Kim, Courtney, Corey and Chris gather around for this family meeting. Chris says something about how Chloe's a strong woman, like the strongest woman she knows. But, you know, we always have to look out for the strong people because we never really know what they're going through. And she's probably really hurting right now. And. Um, so they're all waiting for Chloe, but then Chloe texts Kim and is like, I'm not going to be there. And so everybody just decides to have a round table discussion about all of Chloe's issues and the fact that she's constantly been trying to make it work with this man for the sake of true. And that when these bad things happen to Chloe, she tends to like close herself off and be really private so that she can deal with him herself. Courtney says, That really it's the honesty for her and the fact that Tristan could have just told her that it's impossible for him to keep his dick in his pants. Obviously, I'm using my words and not Courtney's. But um, instead, she had to find out on the Internet just like everybody else. And then they start to talk about how much of a pattern this has been for Tristan and how, you know, before hiring a lawyer and doing this deposition, maybe he could have, I don't know, told the lady he was engaged to that he was about to have a child with somebody else. Here's the other thing. Like, why are we not mentioning that they were engaged? Like, let's talk about it, right? Let's really get into it. But whatever. Okay. Um, so then they start to talk shit about us. Me. Y'all, whoever went on Twitter or Instagram, probably mostly me since I've been blocked by Chloe for quite some time now, um, about like our responsibility in all of this and, uh, you know, all the people who blame Chloe instead of Tristan for his actions and how they always like how they as the Kardashians are always taking the high road so as not to clap back at people. Um, but Kim's like, you know, I'm really tired of taking the high road all the time. And then Kim looks at the camera and says, if you guys think that I don't screenshot every fucking thing and then she trails off and it's like, girl, what are you going to, what are you going to do, Kim? (laughs) Y'all have not found any sort of a proactive way to clap back at all your haters in the years since you guys have been famous. What are you guys going to do now? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Um, so then we see Chloe in, in a confessional. She says, you know, I find out what Tristan, I found out what Tristan was doing with the rest of the world and the courtesy would be not doing it, but fine like if you could do if you do do it could you at least give me a fucking heads up before the rest of the world and talking about how humiliating it is and how it's a slap in her face and she's embarrassed and she uh, you know 
wanted to be alone. She didn't want to go to that family meeting and hear everybody's opinions and thoughts about her own life. I would say, Chloe, maybe your first mistake is looking at monogamy. And like when you've decided to die, when you have decided to be monogamous, you shouldn't look at your partner not cheating on you as a courtesy, that should be an expectation, right? Like I know we're really not supposed to have expectations of people, but when you're in a partnership and there's a child involved and you know that she doesn't want you stepping out on people, um, it's not like doing you a favor by not doing that. That's what you should be doing all along. Am I weird? Am I wrong here? I'm confused. Um, Then Chloe says that she's replaying every moment, every trip, every grand gesture back in her mind. And we see a a montage of Tristan being cute with True or kissing Chloe and gross, gross. Okay. She's like, you know, he was being all romantic and all of that was a lie. And then she says something that made me sad for her which is rare um, that when something's happened to you a couple of times, you sort of become immune to them, which is awful. Like you shouldn't have to deal with that girl. You shouldn't have to deal with that. Suddenly out of nowhere, Kendall pops out of some sort of hyperbaric chamber. She's tossing a water bottle out on the floor. She's taking her laptop with her and she's talking about how she's really into health right now. For the past two years, she's been really into health. And so she's decided to film, fill one of the rooms in her houses with all these like strange um, light therapy, high end beauty lab and laser type uh, machines or whatever. And um, then she says, oh, you know, when I was in that hyperbaric chamber for about an hour, I was on my laptop responding to emails or whatever. And then I was watching a show on Netflix. I mean, Hulu. (laughs) A producer asks Kendall when she heard about Tristan, and she says that she found out about it through the family group chat. And she was really shocked as to how Tristan could do this so many times over and over again. So then Kendall goes on the couch and she calls Chloe on FaceTime to like ask her how she's feeling. And then we cut back to Chloe in an interview and a producer asks her what hurts the most, the fact that Tristan had the opportunity to tell you and he didn't, Or the fact that you saw a future with him because you guys were engaged and now you don't. And Chloe says, I'm not sure if it's really like one thing that hurts more than the other. Um, It's just like all of it is an act of betrayal and a lie. And I just know that Tristan probably would have never told me if there wasn't a baby involved. So then Kendall and Chloe go back to the trolls of it all and how they keep coming for Chloe and how stressed out she's been and then she admits to Kendall that she had fainted the other day she says that she's just been hearing all the noise about how she should have known better and blah 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 now she's on beta blockers or something the part that made me like halfway sad for Chloe is that she talks about how she and Tristan were building this foundation and is like comparing it to bricks, like a bricks of a house and how they were building this and how this tornado just came and destroyed all of it all. But there were no bricks because he was always lying to you. You know what I mean? Like there was no foundation. Everything was a lie. Those bricks were paper, just like a paper, um, paper brick. And there was no tornado because 
the monster was in your house all the all along and there are these like little moments where she's like like presumably if you're using this analogy the tornado would have been this woman that came by no but it's not because you say this later we'll get into that in a second after kendall hangs up on chloe she starts to talk to the camera about how she really thought that Tristan had changed and that she was advocating for him and that when people would say stuff, she would just be like, no, like Kim says it too, that they all really rode for him in this relationship and they all thought that he had changed and he was in therapy, blah, blah, blah. There's one point where Kim is telling uh, Courtney or Chloe rather, um, you know, it's, it's sad when you, when somebody says that they're going to go to therapy, but then it's like, it's too late for them. <laughs> I don't know that it's too late. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should look more into the psychology of cheating. Um, but if he has some sort of like addiction, th there's some addiction element to it because there's probably, you know, the thrill of possibly getting caught, the mystery behind it. Um, but really, like, y'all should be focusing on the fact that this man has zero qualms about saying every right thing to get what he wants to your face, but then does whatever the hell he wants behind closed doors. That's what we need to be focusing on. That's the problem, girl. Unfortunately, the next scene is, to me, a throwaway scene. Um, Courtney... You got what you asked for. You wanted everybody to see how empowered you were um, and in your love journey and how great things are. So now we have to watch you um, do the opening lines of what's my age again inside of Travis's mouth. And then Chris walks in and we find out that they're in a recording studio because Travis looked at Courtney one day and said, you know what, babe? Your mom needs to do a Christmas song and I'm going to help her do it. I'm going to be the one to produce it. And so then we have to watch them do, you know, drop some beats, Chris, uh, doing her version of Jingle Bells. And, you know, what can I say? She was up there with the greats like uh, Kim Zolciak Bierben and Danielle Staub. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it was such a stupid scene. I don't need Chris doing like Christmas standards. Like she's fucking Bing Crosby. Okay. That's enough. That's enough for me. Um, so next what happens? Oh, Kim goes to Chloe's house. This is like probably the most I've ever related to Kim because Chloe's sitting in her bed, but she's got a bed that's really high up. And so Kim basically has to do like a running start to jump into it. She's like, this bed is too high. How do you deal with this? And I'm like, I'm with you, girl. Because nobody wants to have to like yeet themselves out of the bed at two o'clock in the morning because you have to pee. And then you got to pull your whole leg up. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I will say I don't really care for the Kardashians uh, design aesthetic. But one thing about them, I do think that they've gotten right is the bed situation because those sheds look cozy as hell. So Kim has come over to talk strategy, meaning she wants to know whether or not she should unfollow Tristan because she knows that like Us Weekly or whatever is going to make it a headline. They probably have somebody employed to constantly refresh to see who the Kardashians are following and unfollowing. <laughs> and like, hey, give me that job. Okay. Um, and also she's like, at what point do we intervene with the family and this I thought was like a pretty interesting uh conversation because she says you know 
they the family has a tendency to like tiptoe around each other when they have something big going on and then kim is like kind of waffling back and forth because first she says you know when i was going through my breakup with kanye you guys didn't intervene and i kind of appreciated that um but then she later admits that if people really know knew what was happening with her relationship with kanye uh, somebody probably would have stepped in and said something quicker but chloe says that at this point there's nothing to intervene with <laughs> with her interest in and that maybe in hindsight you know because it wasn't the first or even second time tristan has stepped out um maybe you friends should and family should have said something earlier then they both like agree and kind of commiserate the fact that they give it their all in their relationships and that they came out of their relationships like with Tristan or Lamar or Kanye knowing that they did everything possible to fix it and give it their all so that they don't look back and have any regrets about that. Then Chloe goes on to this um <laughs> feminist rant about how disgusting it is for not only for her to have to deal with these issues so publicly but that women tend to get blamed and how sick and deplorable that is and how there's no humanity or compassion given towards women and i guess she just wants us to forget that even as of now as of me writing this or recording this um in 2022 she still has a tweet up from 2019 in which she puts jordan woods patron saint of the podcast on blast and specifically says you are the reason my family broke up and it's probably Chloe, Closephine, Chloe J, the reason why people keep clowning your ass on social media. Every time she gets cheated on without fail, Jordan starts <laughs> trending on Twitter. And for right for exactly the right reason. Like, how are you gonna say, oh, like y'all shouldn't come for me and I'm just a victim in all of this, but like it, you put Jordan on blast, you continue to do so. And that's why people go up in your mentions still on this tweet from 2019 talking about how a clown, how much of a clown you are. Like that's straight up hypocritical behavior. Okay. Um, whatever. So then Kim in a confessional looks down right at the barrel of the camera and a Steve Jobs turtleneck and points at all of us and says, all of you fucking trolls. I will find each and every one of you and. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
not threaten you on TV, but it's wrong. Okay. And she has a child (laughs) and you guys will do any, and you know, when you have a child, you'll do anything to make it work. And even after Tristan dogged her and the whole world's looking at her and laughing at her and calling you every name in the book, like, do you know how hard it is? It's 10 times harder to stay in the situation than to leave. And it's like, yeah, girl, we know all that, which is why her ass gets roasted on the internet, because you don't even have to be doing this, girl. It's a choice. Like, there's nothing about, I really, like, it really chaps my ass sometimes. And like, hear me out here, mamas, because I don't have a kid. And so there are things that I just have blind spots about and I don't understand. But what I have seen is there is a culture of celebrity women who do something wrong and then they're like oh well you know I have a child and I'm a new mother and it's like now we're supposed to like feel some sort of empathy for you because you had a child and it's like okay what does that have to do with with you like remaining in a relationship with a cheater and a liar a cheetah and a liar okay Like, I'm sorry, but I don't really think there's like a whole lot that's noble about continuing to stay in a relationship with a man who does not give a fuck about you. He doesn't respect you. He will do everything he can to remain in your good graces, but then he does whatever the fuck he wants, really. Like, I don't, you know, (laughs) that's not like, (laughs) that's your choice, girl. (laughs) I don't know. And, like, really, the logistics of it are not, like, they're, like, breaking up their family home. He spends most of his year traveling anyway, so it's not, like, it's going to be some big adjustment that he doesn't live in the house, you know? Like, he's gone most of the time anyway. Like, it's not really a change in, in true schedule. And also, she's, like, what, four? Like, I don't know. She's probably not going to remember any of this anyway. Imagine, we'll just leave. Imagine, we'll just leave, girl. Like, if my mom told me that my dad had cheated while she was quite literally in the, like, very end of her pregnancy, and then she got so upset that she ended up going into an early labor, and then he knew that, like, it's so vile that he did that, and then you continued to be in a relationship, kind of, (laughs) With a guy who continued to not respect you. I don't know. Like, I just don't see a situation where your child would look at that like, oh, that's on you, mama, for not staying and not giving it your all. You gave it your all. He gave nothing. And that's the truth. Anyway, then we have to have this, like, light-ish moment, switching gears with Kim planning her, the West family, Christmas card, which she says is like, um, something she's doing to alleviate the pain of what's going on with Chloe and Tristan. (laughs) I feel like that's a little, uh, it's a little ambitious to think that like your family's Christmas card is going to lighten the mood over the fact that Tristan got somebody pregnant. I I think that's a little much. It's expecting a lot out of a a picture. Okay. (laughs) one picture of your family um the moment that like there's really not a whole lot to talk about here except for I got really excited because they did do a a great Christmas memory for me I don't even it was really a nod to me I'm not sure if everybody 
picked up on it. But Kim was in a glam room and she was actually in the same glam room where one of my favorite Kardashian moments went down where at a photo shoot for or planning a photo shoot for a Christmas card however many years ago. Courtney didn't want to do it because she wanted to pick up the kids and she's like, I only have between 312 and 316 and then the kids have to go, blah, 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 even though I have not a single job or anything else to do with my life. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I, everybody has to cater to me. So Kim goes the fuck off of on her and is like, you know, maybe if you had something that you were passionate about, you would understand, but you don't. It, it is just a clip that sometimes if I don't, you know, if I'm feeling a little low, it, it fills up my love tank, if you will. And I, <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Anyway, the West kids are, um, cycling through which one feels like crying at any given moment during this photo shoot. Kim tells us that <laughs> most of the pictures were unusable because <laughs> queen of my heart. <laughs> Northwest had her middle finger up in a lot of the pictures. <laughs> North is a light. And if you guys don't get it, then I don't, you know, the girls who get it, get it. And the girls who don't, don't. Like, I, she's so funny to me. The way she just, like, just, she does not give a fuck about Kim Kardashian, okay? She does not care. And we love to see it. Like, it's obviously not appropriate that North did that, but there were also, like, a good 15 people at that photo shoot. And if most of the pictures she was doing the middle finger, how did nobody pick up on that? Like, what? What's going on here? The the photographer? Did you not see it? <laughs> like, what? Most of the photos were ruined? How did that happen? I, I love it. You can see Chicago's crying. Saints crying. North is crying at one point. Uh, the other one, Psalm, he's crying. I always forget about Psalm. And he's really cute. He's really cute. Anyway, um, that's it with the photo shoot. Okay, so then Chloe goes over to Scott's and, you know, she's like over there for some comic relief. And so they're watching the kids outside and he's like, okay, so is this going to be the last of the last tries with Mr. T? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I think so. And he goes, how are like are you scared about potentially opening yourself up to somebody in the future and chloe says something about how she heard that excuse me you never love the same way twice and how like you come out of situations more scarred or maybe maybe more guarded and so she doesn't have that fear that it's going to happen again but i mean like lamar cheated on you too so I maybe you're loving differently but are they are they then they both start to gush about how great Pete is and how happy Kim is and how Kim's using like TikTok slang or whatever because you know Pete's like what however many years younger than her um how are, what 13 we don't talk about that they're like there's like much like a 13 year difference hmm. um is Pete, Pete's not even 30 yet? That's wild. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, Scott and Peter are apparently the greatest friends, which is not at all surprising to me. That makes sense. And uh, 
he starts talking about how nice Pete is and how uh, Pete picked him up from the airport one time. And he was so grateful and so kind that um, Scott didn't even complain that the coffee he got him was the wrong order. Like he was, he, they just love each other. Okay. Um, then we watch Chloe pack up some of Tristan's stuff out of like, like as if she would ever be getting boxes and taping them up. Like girl, you have an assistant. We don't have to do this. Okay. Um, but then she, um, oh, she goes to a photo shoot for Kardashians on Hulu, like a very meta moment. Right. And she's talking to Kim and she's like, you know, Tristan's been trying to plead his case right now, but like, I'm just not trying to hear it. You know, I didn't buy tickets to this circus and I want a refund. And somehow these clowns keep coming back in the clown car. And it's like, well, you just admitted to being in a clown car. So maybe that's why the clowns keep coming back to bite. You know, maybe you should get out, find yourself a Tesla or something, Honda Civic, anything else but the clown car, because you're driving it at this point. Then Chloe says, you know, maybe Tristan should have gotten a vasectomy or whatever, instead of like depositing in some random woman. And like, are those your options that he just like, you're just upset that he got somebody pregnant. You don't really care that he cheated on you. Is that what I'm hearing? Huh? that's weird that's weird to me um then okay then this is like annoyed me they start talking about how tristan was chloe's best friend and blah 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 and you know here's the thing is that like best friends don't lie to you like i've been in situations where i've had a friendship breakup and then things happen after the fact or you know i hear things after the fact about how that person was like basically lying the whole time and at that point, it's like, well, you're, you weren't friends because they weren't a friend to you. Like part of a friendship is reciprocity, right? And so he was never your friend. Friends don't <laughs> go into legal depositions hoping that the case would be closed <laughs> or sealed so that you don't find out. Like, what was he literally going to do if... She hadn't said anything. If the files had ended up being sealed in the court, like, do you think that there's a shot in hell, Chloe, that you would have known or that you would have found out? Or if there wasn't a child involved, but she just like, they slept together, you still wouldn't have found out. Is that friendship to you? Best friendship? No. Um, Then Chloe says something about how like, she knew she had a feeling deep down that something wasn't right and that people were telling her that it was just because she was so damaged that she like couldn't see the forest for the trees or the light, whatever. I think this was Malika and I stand by that because she was such a champion for Tristan and Chloe getting back together uh, so quickly after he like motorboated some chicks at the club. I think this was Malika. Malika gives stays given bad advice. Sorry, girl. Like, I'm putting this on you because she already said that she didn't talk to her family about stuff. So (laughs) I don't, I think this was Malika just being like, no, you're just going through it, girl. Like give him a shot. Ugh. Ugh. So like now you're also admitting that you knew deep down something was not right. And that you built this home and people were encouraging you to include Tristan's design aesthetic into it. And she was like, no, I really want this house to just be mine and mine only. And I don't want him to put money into it and like be involved in it. So maybe this is why 
people clown you on Twitter, girl. Maybe that's why. Like, am I not having empathy for her? I'm not. But, like, I'm... Mm. What do you want us to say, girl? What do you want us to say? That was basically it. Oh, um... So the Kardashians tend to end their seasons with, like, these reflections on what they've learned, right? And Chloe's reflection is that you can't make somebody do right by you, but you can leave when they do wrong the seventh time. Good, good, gone. Good on you, girl. Courtney talks about how she wants to show her beautiful relationship. Uh, some point in the episode earlier, Tristan was, ta- or not Tristan, Travis was talking about how he had proposed, uh, he and Courtney get married every month for a year. <laughs> okay. Um, what happened after that? I mean, Kylie's just like, oh, my baby. I've completely forgot about Kylie. <laughs> she doesn't want to be on the show. And she's not a pull to be on the show. Like, I don't think people are watching because they see Kylie in a promo shot. Um just let her be free. Let her do whatever it is she's doing. She clearly doesn't want to film. So like she's basically, she's Rob 2.0, right? So like, let's just give it up. Give it up. Delicious. Anyway. Um, Kendall says something about having your family's back no matter what, blah, blah, blah. Kim's talking about like, maybe she'll go to medical school, school. There's some sort of fire inside of her. I hope Pete extinguishes it. Okay. Um, then the episode ends. But if you watched after the credits, there's a little, like, teaser. (laughs) Not really. Um, Where clearly Pete is, like, standing behind the cameras as Kim's doing an interview. And she's introducing him to, I think she said Paxi. I'm not sure if Paxi is a producer or they do, is, like, a sound person. But she's like, oh, Paxi's seen my vagina a a bunch. And Pete says from behind the camera, more than me. She's like, no, not, not more than you, blah, blah, blah. It was stupid. Okay. Like we already know that you guys are together. I don't know why we keep teasing this as though like, Oh, when's he going to come on screen? Like, is this all we have? Teasing Pete? Teasing Pete? Is that it? Ugh. Okay. Um, with that, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love.